0: Okay, next up, we've got the True Orwell Prize, yeah. or the Real Orwell Prize. I'd forgotten what we called it last year. Whatever it is, it's our third year running. Uh, this is the prize for the worst leftist. This is our left award. This is a very punching no, left. not at all. <laughs> that's the joke. Yeah. That this is the category for shitty left wingers, Labour MPs, progressives, liberals, whatever. This list is getting more and more difficult to define over time because at this rate. Next year, FUBPs won't be on the list. (laughs) Um, Nor will most of the print media. Uh, (laughs) It's very difficult to actually uh, define a liberal when no liberals exist. Um, First up, we have Andrew Adonis, the old train fancier himself. Um, He's had a pretty classic year. um, Just going Why
1: did they let him back in? Uh,
0: To the Labour Party. Why did they make a thing of him at all? He got signed up to be an MEP, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Um, like, there's a lot of problems with uh, uh, broad church. Fuck uh, off, broad church. Yeah. I mean, he's the absolute epitome of a centrist. Yeah. He's the... I mean, without... I would say without the aggro, but he gets more aggro over time. Oh, yeah, he's furious. Um, He's just got this... He's got this unique blend of hardcore Twitter trolling and just absolute bizarre takes. Mm-hmm. He's all centri- He's all um, all surface. He yep. uses baffling metaphors. He's got this self-important like he was an ex-blue sky thinker, and he's got this like self-important way that he just rolls into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, some of his best takes this year um, go back a year and I was in a tiny minority calling for a second referendum. And then he said that, oh yeah, well because Labour have adopted a second referendum as an election pledge, that's me becoming into the mainstream again. It's like, it wasn't just you. And also you were not in a tiny minority going for mm. like a second referendum. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, he uh, was asked at one point to define the hard left. <laughs> He said... Ah, the the litmus test. Anyone who tries
1: to stop me from sticking my dick in a train.
0: (laughs) A follower asked me to define the hard left. How about mass nationalisation? Huge unfunded state spending. Too much sympathy with Russia because it's the enemy of the US. And support for South American thugs and dictators who came to be socialists. A tendency to anti-Semitism. He quoted uh, Clement Attlee, because he's a Clement Attlee guy. Clement Attlee saying Ernest Bevin looked and indeed was the embodiment of common sense. Yet I have never met a man in politics with as much imagination as he had, with the exception of Winston Churchill. Ernest Bevin was an actual anti-Semite.
1: Hmm.
0: He uh, refused <laughs> to allow um, evacuating Jews yeah. from Germany during the war because he felt it would cause too much problem, too many yeah. problems. He also had a. It was a profound right-wing anti-communist who also thought that kind of had an inkling that Bolshevism was a Jewish plot. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's just that kind of like never examines anything he says, just rolls straight into the established canon of Labour right wingism. Oh, Utley, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um And yeah as soon as Corbyn um, lost that election, he's immediately transferred into Corbyn, and Corbynism have to be completely eradicated if Labour is to become an electable Democratic Socialist Party. Eradicated. In the last five years of controlled experiment, they totally failed totally, inflicting Brexit and untold harm on the poorest and gifting to Tory controlled
1: governments. Controlled experiment,
0: was it? Yeah. Corbynism, not just Corbyn, must be replaced by sensible Democratic Socialism. And he defer- and we mentioned it earlier, but... Uh, Adonis defines Romanism as a revolt of the middle class. That is why he believes that, in the end, Brexit won't happen. The English middle class, deeply alarmed, will be heard and will win. That's my whole experience of politics. Yeah, he, does,
1: he deserves to be on here because of his love for
0: the people, does he? I, just <laughs> endless. Like, gets rewarded, still hits back. Yeah. And nothing, nothing ever really attaches itself to him either. No. He's come out with some of the weirdest statements. Yeah. Um, and he just goes, just rolls straight on, rolls straight into whatever job. Falls upwards, falls sideways, whatever you want to talk about. Mm. And, you know, he was the one who actually joined a uh, Tory government in order to advise him on education, so yep. fuck
2: him. Yep.
0: Tom Watson. Tim Whitson. Tim
1: Whitson. Proud the character type. of a new political novel coming out later this
0: year. Oh, yeah, he wrote a book, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He did. uh, well, if you wanted to find <laughs> the opposition to Corbynism, here it is. <laughs> Every conceivable level. Subtext in the press, uh, outright barking at people, trying to sabotage their attempts to sort out anti-Semitism within the party Mm. by taking it on himself, saying, send your complaints to me, I'll deal with them, which is completely fucked and was only ever designed to be fucked. If you saw an anonymous Labour source quoted in 2019, it was probably him. (laughs) Um,
1: My dad had a good point about Tom Watson. Yeah, and that is you can never trust a fat man that lost that much weight <laughs>
0: yeah that's true sly Sly.
2: never trust a man that boasts about playing smash with a 14 year old yeah so fuck, that's <laughs> another point
1: yeah so my dad was right about you can't trust a fat man who's lost that much weight and then I'm right that smash players are fucking weirdos
0: he was the one who said um, to Helen Lewis that he was thinking of her on the treadmill oh yes years.
1: oh was yes Yeah, that, that was 2019 oh my god to be fair you can't criticise people for doing that Rob did that to me <laughs> yeah. Oh no! It's not the actions.
0: Just the put it on Twitter, Tom. Put it on Twitter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I want everyone to see this. I want everyone to see this.
2: That I'm horny on Maine and I'm an MP.
1: Yeah. It's... Oh. Um, what else did he do? He set up. Oh shit! The um, um, amplifying Carl Beach and completely fucking up yes, an entire that came investigation to a this year. Yeah. Completely fucking up an investigation into. um the upper classes being a big gang of pedos. Yeah. It just really... By amplifying a sex offender. Really
0: <laughs> takes everything that anyone was trying to build. Hmm. Anything that anyone was trying to do. Good faith or bad faith, if you're left or right. And just fucking wrecked it. Just the, messed it after up. After
1: the Carl Beach thing, and then the response was, oh, well, this proves that there's, there's nothing yeah. here. There's nothing here. There's no pedophiles amongst the British upper classes. This doesn't exist at all. And then Prince Andrew...
0: Yeah, nothing.
1: Chris sweats his way into a pizza <laughs> um, express.
0: The funniest thing I can think about him was the fact that there was, just bef- the day before the Labour Party conference, uh, a vote went into the NEC to abolish the Deputy Prime Minister's yeah. While he was position. enjoying a succulent Chinese meal. Well, he was. <laughs> Literally just enjoying, enjoying a succulent, Chinese, a succulent Chinese meal, which apparently he had to run out of furious. And then they stopped him. <laughs> to be fair, the worst leftist here in this case... It's not Tom Watson, is it? No. It's Jeremy Corbyn who came in and actually stopped that vote from happening. Yep. I I can't think of a single Mm. supportive thing he did towards this entire campaign, this Mm. entire last few years. He took every opportunity to have a go at anybody he could.
2: Oh, he was a wrecker every time. Repress
0: enthusiasm, repress thoughts, repress process, everything like that. I think probably the anti-Semitism thing is the biggest indictment against him. Mm-hmm. But he also set up, uh, I think it was a day before cuck left, he set up the Future Britain Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, he registered that name with uh, the, the authorities. And, I mean, it, why bother? Why be there? Yeah, That's so venal if he just has... He doesn't really have any... Politics, he has he has maybe he might hope to inherit the ruins when they're finished. Except also, he's not even was, gonna do that now because he stepped down. There was also Except the whole fucking
1: hates him. There was also the whole um his brief was media. Um mm. he came to prominence, like other people other than us discovered who he was because of his standing against Murdoch. Because of Leveson. and, and then everything yeah. that's happened since Leveson, and he hasn't said a fucking word.
0: Yeah. There's uh, the one thing that people that the Labour Party desperately needed was somebody in charge of like media policy and talking about these kind of abuses and and what was going on, and he was nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like this, canny political operator who just sits there like a fucking bedbug mm-hmm. at the middle of everything, just everything going on around him and just dabbling in things. It's fucking gross. Yeah. Like what's the what's the point? Just quit. Mm-hmm. And I mean he did, but. He never even tried to hide it, you know? Yeah. Next. Next we have Jess Phillips. How dare you. What Babs. else can we say about the Babs MP? Why do you hate women? Uh, I do hate women, fair play. But uh, But, like, seriously, like, the... It do was really have, difficult.
1: Do you not have a gobby woman to recommend to talk to her? You thought to see that video? It's like, I want you to find a woman. Who's gobby? Who who's been that? told this to Chester? It's like, I want you to find a, a woman in your life who's been told to, who people I'll roll their eyes at, who people have called a mouthy cow, and recommend her to come talk to me. I just want to talk to women with opinions. <laughs> Unless they're sex workers, then they're prostitute women, they shouldn't talk to me ever. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're prostitutes, always prostitutes. Yeah. There's some, and I, if they're trans, ooh, well, don't they, get me started. Well, I women. still I still find it difficult... They're just not
1: women. <laughs> Why would I talk to them? I didn't I just say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jess Phillips, and Gremlin the
0: Loves Me. Well, I still fucking horrid. F- I still find it difficult to find a proper, like, adjective for her, which is... <laughs> liar. She's shallow. Liar. Yeah. She's incredibly surface level. Yes. Like... She is an MP who has, like... she staked out some areas for herself, like yeah. um, uh, women's shelters and, and, and stuff like that, right? Well, even that shit she fucking
1: lies about. When um, she yeah. was talking about how, like, I've worked with... I was, like, in charge of a a thing for... Um, for was it for trafficked women? Or, mm. She was, like, in charge of a women's shelter thing, and she was just, like, in charge of the finances for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> because she is an accountant. She is a, a bureaucrat. But everything about her... I'm convinced... Murdoch has something on her to promote her so heavy because he knows that if she gets into a, a, a top position, she will be very easily blackmailable.
2: I, am convinced. So?
0: he's got a habit thing she's on her. Really something. Something.
2: I think. I think that she's probably the best option for his interests. To be yeah, honest, that's what
0: I mean. He has something yeah. on her to get no, her. No, I don't I think. He I, don't think like
2: he, I don't think he needs anything on her. I think her. she's just naturally that person. She's
0: had like eight hundred um, interviews, photo ops, fucking columns. That's just because she's so just, interesting. She has nothing. She has absolutely nothing. She comes out, her most strident political thing is whenever she's not involved in a thing, that thing is terrible. So like she went on about party conferences. She wasn't giving an address or anything like that. So it was a waste of time. Mm. Recently, this shouldn't be taken into account for this is 2019's awards. But just now, she did hustings for the Labour leadership contest yesterday. And today she's got an article in The Guardian saying why hustings are terrible. She was widely considered to have underperformed at the hustings yesterday, and it's like the only time she likes. Him. She came out with fucking um, citizens assemblies, the thing, the stellar thing yeah. that, uh, for Brexit. She came out with citizens assemblies for climate change.
1: Yeah.
0: What the fuck is that gonna do? How is that supposed to help anything?
2: I think it it helps to have somebody in office who uh, looks at who looks at things differently than other people. Like, you know, for example, that tweet of hers that was dug up that she watched The Wire and suggested that the police start imitating The Wire because yeah. that would be a, a good way to uh, to stop drug dealers. Yeah, yes, it, I should mean, dress up like Omar. Black it, up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well-known drug enforcement advice show, The Wire. Yeah. <laughs> um, She's had a few gaffes as well they've increased since she's become um, a leadership candidate. At her. Uh, she said she was a very active local MP. She emphasized her point by saying she'd personally knocked on 25,000 doors in 6 weeks. <laughs> Bollocks. It was a fucking lie. Didn't we do the math on
2: that? Yeah, and it's like Yeah, it, it's,
0: like it's uh, one door every 2.4 minutes.
2: Yeah. For a, an entire year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the questionnaire that went round about uh, regional words for things? Mhm. And oh. one of the questions was, "What do you call tap water?" Like that.
2: Oh no! She was
0: there. So, like one of the options was yeah. council pop, and she yeah. goes, "Oh, I call it council pop." Yeah, yeah, we all called it council pop back on the council estate where I wasn't from. Did hmm. you? I can't, I can't remember. Did you grow up on a council estate? I did not know. Uh, I grew up on uh, a housing estate, but it wasn't council-run thing. Because like, it wasn't a planned one like this that. Was a couple
1: of weeks ago, I was like, I was talking about Jess Phillips with someone who. He grew up in a council state like I did, and we were both trying to work out if we'd ever heard those words before. Mm. And like, no, we just we couldn't. Like, I've never heard that. <laughs> Sounds like that's just what some rich people would call it. Yeah, it does sound exactly like <laughs> someone who earns a six-figure salary
0: working for an NHS trust would <laughs> refer to it. I mean, most of this year, she was just making interventions that were... that sounded pathetic. Like, she's a surface-level MP, mm-hmm. her constant blasting of her image... As like the, I think the GP receptionist or the mum oh. waiting for their kids outside school. That was horrible. You can the see like you can see you know, the seams. Chief the
1: GP receptionist. I have never had a positive relationship no. with GP. Receptionist. No one
0: has. No. But it's the idea that it's these are positive, uh, yeah. strong women roles that people can relate to. That's the angle. But you can the strong see. women roles in
1: a head are receptionist. You can
0: see the scenes. Yeah, you can see the seams. So
1: yeah, see the seams.
0: yeah. Um. Because every time every time something comes up, she'll make watch. She, I think she thinks sounds like it was a very strongly worded thing. It's like, oh, Jess Phillips, she's not going to take any shit. Here's a couple. Okay. If Farage had ever been elected to Parliament, he would have been neutered because he would have had to do some actual work or he would have never been working in the constituency for Parliament and been shown up as a shit MP.
1: Yeah, you, I definitely can't point to a fucking couple of hundred MPs who don't work in the constituency. Do you know what? I, and I can't definitely point to nearly 600 MPs for fucking racist. Do you
0: know what I do with my enemies? I promote them dickhead uh, another one I hope uh, talking about Pretty Patel hope she's going to spend her summer researching because I'll be on her like a hawk over the DV bill and knife crime she better learn the details because plenty of us know them by heart we'll look forward to watching her go up against Yvette Cooper no contest yeah great oh look what happened nothing Yeah. No, absolutely nothing the final one and like the I think one of the worst tweets an MP has ever made I'm absolutely fuming tonight. I will not not let Boris Johnson act like a Timbot dictator without a fight. I'll personally follow him everywhere and keep reminding him of his lies and inadequacies. Every step he takes in Parliament, I'll ring a bell behind him and shout shame. Because, you see, Game of Thrones! It was very popular this year. She's hit it right on the button.
2: She keeps trying to say hello to him and he just keeps blanking her. Oh, that's another thing. (laughs)
0: It's just... it's a misfunctioning idea that somebody buried within a new Labour Comms department would have thought was a really good idea ten years ago when mm. they were getting she also had when that, they were getting serious hassle. She, she also had that stuff with um, the first
1: kind of questions since she's since the leadership stuff started, mm. and like her crumbling against <laughs> Susanna Reid. Yeah, over just. Clarifying her
0: position. Clarifying her position on something. And she's already, she's shifted, uh, I think, Brexit positions a couple of times in the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Also, with
1: what's in the Conservative manifesto, Mm -hmm. what was in it, with the stuff on Travellers, Mm. could you imagine a Jess Phillips-led Labour Party and what they would do with that?
0: Yeah, they would follow it. Yeah. They would certainly not oppose to, to the you, letter. She's already line, come out against yeah, travellers a number whip, of times. Yeah. Free line whip
1: to persecute travellers. Could you imagine
0: that? How nice would that be?
1: Mm. Fucking disgusting.
0: It's just it's it's a combination of everything that you hate about MPs wrapped up in a, a like a package that is just completely unconvincing. Yeah. You know, aside from the like details of like how she grew up and everything, everything like that, like nothing comes across as 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 real about her. Yeah. You know, it's really really odd. All right, next uh, Stella Creasy you just hate women yeah, I do it's true um, I mainly put this on here because I mean she's the same Stella Creasy as she's always been name searching quite abusive on Twitter very quick to act hurt and cry bullying when people like come back at her um, there was one incident this year of her um, tweeting at somebody to please stop retweeting my tweets or stop replying because I can't see casework from constituency members.
2: Ah, so you do all of your important casework on Twitter, do you?
0: An obvious lie.
2: Yeah. An
0: obvious yeah. lie.
2: Confidential uh, uh, concerns of your constituents, huh? They're <laughs> just happy to post them on Twitter. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, you know, she's to be honest, she's pretty had a pretty standard year in in general. She's uh, done the same she kind of thing. She would have been thing. more
1: active if she wasn't pregnant. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think she probably would have been way well um, more aggro.
0: And I think the only thing is the is the unfounded rumour that uh or the, the un sorry, the unverified rumour that when she was in the pub watching the election results her staff were cheering. Well she um, ca- she kinda coped to that, say didn't that, she? Say that's
1: unverified. I know I've I've like we saw it on Twitter. I've also seen you know, other people. I will as say As far happened. as it goes,
2: yeah. I will say yeah. it one hundred percent happened. Um well, she basically coped to it when they were saying that they were telling uh that this party who observed them uh, laughing and cheering when Labour lost seats, that uh, they got told off by Stella Creasy's party for booing at Laura Koonsberg. Yeah, and and she's saying, "Yes, well, perhaps uh, you should be booing at men too."
1: <laughs> also, it was in the Rose like, and Crown, which is one of the
0: worst pubs in Wolverhampton. Yeah, no, I think it's alright. Uh, it's better than the
2: Checkers. But, well, yeah, but that's <laughs> a fucking really shitty pub.
0: But like,
1: though no, Rosen Crown. They haven't. They they they, they they've been relaxing too much on their successful camera period from a number of years ago, and now they're piped to, to Oh, resting fuck. on their laurels, you're saying, yeah?
0: Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Next we have the Spice Boy, Paul Mason. Bizarre takes, an obsession with Stalinism, oh. NATO and patriotism, and a constant pivoter. <laughs> he must be incredibly dizzy from how much he changes his deeply heartfelt uh, position
1: there is nothing suspect about a man who says he's on the left who immediately jumps to Keir Starmer is the best left candidate in this <laughs> election.
2: Some very cool hat picks this year, though. Yeah. 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 Paul uh, styling a uh, an, an oversized uh, flat cap. Gotta say.
0: <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, God.
2: Um, he's looking a little bit like Mike Cernovich, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> always wrong. Always confident about his wrongness. Um Really pivoted into people's vote this year. Mm-hmm. It was the Boy. most important thing ever, <laughs> and about eliminating Stalinism. Do you remember a while ago when he said, left.
1: he said when he said the Labour Party isn't a Remain party?
0: Yep, one hundred percent. Remember uh, everyone will be welcoming Jeremy Corbyn's Labour Party. Was yeah. that part of it? Yeah. yeah,
1: but this isn't a Remain. But no, party.
0: this isn't a Remain party. And now it's desperately important. Again, probably one of the contributing factors to or certainly one of the chorus of voices that led to labor yeah. moving to a more Romani position mm-hmm. um constantly talking about stalinism uh economic nationalism to win back ex industrial towns uh, the labor party needs to sideline all voices who believe in having a st- having a strong national security policy is somehow imperialist uh the Stalinist Communist Party used the need to keep the liberals on board to repress anarchist and far-left struggles and suppress non-state militias. Today, Stalinism is weaker and wedded to the reactionary project of Brexit.
1: Most anti-imperialists I know who aren't, like, fully wed up to, like, socialism as a thing yep, um, are from towns with barracks. Yeah. From heavily military sucking-up towns. Yeah. How Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, it comes... It, He's saying that for a position of nothing. Yeah. Most working class people I know, who live in towns where lots of people join the army, do not like it. <laughs> because why would you? Like it, when you like the one. Of the, it's like one of the greatest um, vaccinations against liking the army is knowing people in the army. Yeah. It's
0: this. This. I mean, that has remained constant, but it's the the kind of breathless multi threads of his of Paul Mason thought that just vomit out at all hours just constantly bathing you in basically the same position except opposite but also professed with like such aggression and such yeah, uh, such confidence that he knows exactly what should be done at any particular point which leads you to believe you don't act, you have a he has a kind of uh, onus on feeling good about the Things that he's proposing, as opposed to their like efficacy or mm. how right they are, he just wants to be able to propose something it's that like, he feels has energy and yeah. has vitality. Like, almost.
1: There's, there's the thing about you know like Paul Mason loves to smoke spice, hmm. and yeah, he is dumb and weird. I wish he liked spice though, because people who smoke spice don't do anything, <laughs> and then he'd just be quiet and just slumped somewhere,
0: happy. <laughs> and yeah he one of the one of those people who actually somehow ends up keeping his like left cred despite basically i mean advocating for every anti-corbinist position with yeah. enough he advocated for like the progressive alliance he's still mm-hmm. doing that shit mm-hmm. uh the people's front stuff the popular front stuff yeah. which obviously was not going to fucking work as nope. the election literally showed mm-hmm. And now it's all kind of Keir Starmer is the only one. You need a nice man with nice hair again. Which like, basically puts you into new labour. a cop of a
1: haircut. <laughs> whose team is entirely made up of a women's team. It's fine. <laughs> Who's next?
0: Next we have James Bloodworth. A callous, cynical, aggressive prick. I don't know
1: much of what he's done this year. Because for my own mental health, I blocked him.
0: Uh, it's not a bad idea. Um, I get unheard emails. Um, oh, Adam, why? Because I felt for a while that I needed to subject myself <laughs> in order to unpick exactly how this was going. Because like unheard was part of the like it's, it is spiked. Like right? right. if if they have the same yeah. if yeah. they have the same funders as spiked, I will not be surprised at all.
2: Yeah. Well, you you do that for the same reason. Is that, is that bell, Mercer's? Is that Mercer's who funds spiked, or is it Coke? Um, it was Koch oh. brothers
0: who gave them. It turned out gave them a load of money to mm-hmm. supposedly sponsor some kind of free speech festival. Mm-hmm. They've had. I don't know where their their actual funding comes from, but if it's anything like the old LM network, it's like agri businesses, yeah. uh, GM foods, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, and you know, Bloodworth is very typical of that kind of of author. He plays like the aggressive anti communist. Doesn't. Like appears to enjoy the cachet of being concerned with workers' rights, but actually, when and en- whenever you propose something to actually enhance that or pursue that aim, it's like, oh no, that would be a threat to liberty. Yeah, that would be a threat to liberty. Maduro was one that
1: said that there were um, Cuban kill squads in Syria.
0: He said there were Cubans kill squad. There were Cuban forces uh, operating in Syria. Something that he never really responds to. Doesn't really
2: make a lot of sense, really. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, constantly apo- constantly punches left, like an absolute sterling anti-communist, um, boasted about making bank off the outrage of left-wing commentators to fund a trip to Vegas this year. Oh, God, Because he yeah. loves Amazon workers so much. Yeah. Um, and oh. has recently, just recently, started to introduce the frisson of being against identity politics and cozying up to far-right figures like Old Holborn. Presumably because he figures... <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. presumably like you.
1: like coding up to Guido not that I'd agree with it but I kind of get in the it's, political he's in there, the journalist yeah. landscape because he's like there but fucking old Holborn
0: yeah Ugh. he's just a he really is a a vile piece of shit more for the the fact that he doesn't give you uh-huh. any option yeah He's the ultimate bad faith guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because as long as he keeps that grift rolling, as long as he can keep putting out those same articles about the dangers of communism, Mm -hmm. while also trying to collect bank on the fact that He's a proponent for workers. Yeah. He occupies that space. And I think like that space is going to become very important in the next five years as everyone tries to eradicate the socialist left. Mm-hmm. That they're going to try and transplant this really weird phantom left yeah. made up of people like Bloodworth yeah. in there to provide some kind of oppositional politics.
1: Yeah, to pretend to have bias. To pretend to have two balance
0: and yeah. debate and two sides. And obviously, like the Spike Lot are mm-hmm. perfect for that. Yeah. Okay, next. Uh, next, we have Paul Embury. Uh, similar to Bloodworth but I think less cynical and a lot more bizarre probably a lot more outright fascist as
2: well definitely outright, outright fash. Yeah, 100%
0: um, he was sacked by the FBU this year for sharing a platform with Farage and other uh, right wing figures at a uh, pro-Brexit rally
2: um, he's been bragging to Trump about it this week
0: yeah, he was. Uh, he was. <laughs> he was absolutely sickened by this, uh, and it seems to have precipitated a turn towards right-wing fascism and 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 you know liberty, like liberty and freedom and all that. It's bollocks. No, I thought that, that was all to the broad church. He was if already you got towards that. Why can
1: not you happy as well?
0: <laughs> he was. Um, he was already uh, moving to that direction mm-hmm. way before he got sacked. Um, basically, being the pro-Brexit guy, which Bloodworth doesn't. Play, I don't think. Hmm. I think he still plays the anti-Brexit thing, yeah. but you can see how very similar figures are starting to play both sides. Well, um, I'm a former fireman, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he yeah was he a, is. he's a rep for the fire grades. Making yeah. watch for me. Um, to teach you what a real <laughs> fire is. <laughs> he does a lot of faith, family, flag stuff. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of we need to listen to borders. <laughs> That's basically it. We need to listen to borders. Mm-hmm. Um, he says most socialists understood that the labour supply was a market dynamic, which, like all market dynamics, needed to be regulated so as to as secure the best outcome for workers. It's amazing how quickly the Trotskyist anarchist liberal demand of no borders <laughs> has taken hold. <laughs> Trotskyist and anarchist known
1: for working together.
0: With liberals, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and. But you can tell as well where he's, his seams are starting to show. Yeah. Because, of course, he has to pitch for a take on every single issue, mm-hmm. which puts him at odds. Now, you would think, oh, I'm an old-school socialist, be like a national socialist, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a patriotic socialist, let's say. Yeah. Um, and I believe in the nation as the container for workers' rights, and we should work on workers' rights to do that. Yeah. Um, Except when Labour announced their private schools policy, he said, this is sinister and authoritarian. In a free society, parents must be at liberty to educate their children privately. It's Definitely. not for the big state to intervene and say, either you let us teach your kids, or they don't get educated at all. Which is like, you've just shown yourself up. Yeah. What's sinister is people trying to abolish private schools. What's not sinister is a constant police force checking your papers <laughs> to see if you're an immigrant. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Um, yeah and he obviously had the, uh, the Royal Ulster Constabulary thing which was hilarious okay, next. Uh, next we have Jason Cowley um, he's up here for the Orwell it's Prize. even
1: slightly on the left though
0: um, again this is the difficulty with this category it's difficult to actually define what a Liberal is but seeing as he works for Britain's top centre left magazine or whatever yeah. um, I feel he's at least worth having on this list once um, and also, I couldn't really not put him on because, seeing as uh, the or- Orwell, you know, notoriously composed a list of grassing up communists, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he's a trueman. Um, yeah, he's just made- for the
1: old stand. Like he gets in there for old school rules. <laughs> yeah, of his cob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this year he. Caved into pressure over George Eaton's interview with uh, Roger Scruton, yep. which um, basically was I a way. He caved of... into pressure.
1: He was pretty. He was oh, he
0: actively looked for a, a way of getting it. Yeah. The interesting thing there is that supposedly that interview with Scruton, which had some misquotations, um, the only copy of the. Uh, re- like the only recording of the interview was on a dictaphone that George Eaton had. Mm-hmm. And somehow it got leaked to the Spectator. To Douglas Murray. Um, Well, now, who could have done that?
1: (laughs) That'd be that teleporting assassin at the House of Windsor. (laughs) Shit.
0: Yeah, he's writing a book on Englishness. Uh, He refused to endorse why Britain deserves better, why we won't endorse any party. The New Statesman didn't endorse any party, despite being founded by Fabians and being a fucking left-wing magazine. I don't care what they say. It used to be like that. Talking about diversity of viewpoints, uh, but basically being a cowardly grass yeah. who will only stand up for the right to have transphobes published in his magazine. Yep, a uh, piece of shit. Uh, if he is a liberal, he's a traitor to that. Yeah, because p- liberalism isn't just a viewpoint you hold; it's actual politics. It's not just like prostrating your like diversity around like that. It's actually holding a position, mm. and he utterly fails on that. Uh next we have Will Hutton. Uh this is a weird one. He's best known for The State We're In, which was like a kind of New Labour um critique of the 90s. Hmm. Um oh, but a critique of New Labour as well, but he was kind of critical of New Labour and, and kind of like a one of the last good faith like center left people. Mm-hmm. Uh as usual, um Brexit drove him insane. Okay. He took the fuppy route of getting increasingly angry and blaming the left for not stopping Brexit. But, they didn't. Um, but he comes up with takes like uh, On January 31st, 2020, the government is to issue a commemorative coin celebrating Brexit. How about an alternative? Let's all of us uh, at midnight light a candle together, uh, alone or in your window, to celebrate the noble idea of the EU. Like a candle in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Today is a tragic day, but keep faith. Building Europe was never going to be uninterrupted oh, Odyssean God. progress. Odysseus made very Odysseus? slow progress. Yeah. That's literally what the book is about. Yeah. The Odyssey takes a long time and actually sometimes he gets really sidetracked for like ten years at a time. Well that's like um when like...
1: Um, Boris was doing his Greek thing and he was talking about um the Iliad. Yeah. And like, oh I turn to the Iliad when I whenever I feel down. It's like, why? <laughs> that's like one of the worst things to turn to <laughs>
0: Um, had a go at sectarian name calling. Neoliberalism, unthinking leftist insult. All it does is stifle debate. Yeah, whatever. Fuck mm. off. Um, Corbyn and his coterie aided and abetted by momentum have betrayed class, party, and country, and Europe. Political ineptitude on a Great, grand scale. Betrayal. Yes, the heavens wept today. Oh God. Without, uh, without. Um, one day it can and must be different. But without them, it is a civilizational choice. How from how we want to associate as a people to our relationships with our fellow Europeans. So, I'm pretty sure he was like not my politics, but like mm. okay, mm-hmm. was maintaining a good like level in yeah. his like blood sugar level yeah. until like this year, and he's yeah completely gone off the off the rails. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have Britain's premier liberal, Joe Swinson. Mm. Um, this is really difficult because you say worst leftist or worst liberal no worst liberal that kind of thing Um, yeah you can doubt again this is the problem with this category you can doubt even self-professed liberals how liberal they actually are also I don't like the Lib Dems and she has almost single-handedly destroyed them which is pretty good which is pretty cool like as a left winger who hates the Lib Dems you Mm -hmm. couldn't really ask for much more than that
1: yeah she was like Okay she did one good thing her like she was quite clear on trans rights mm-hmm. which was nice and that actually hurt her yeah um
0: but then for the rest of the time she's been a fucking straight up monster <laughs> oh fuck i forgot of course she didn't just tank the lib dems electoral chances mm-hmm. she did tank remains oh yeah she destroyed remains oh yeah And no. the like el- like on say last year yeah that they would do this yeah you're right and they did yeah like, it's... I also said
1: that, Germany, that um, the Labour Party would do better but you know yeah, <laughs> like I'm better at predicting horror on than goodness <laughs> uh,
0: she insisted on revoking article 50 she personality culted away their election yeah, offering she really did completely she also I mean the flip side to her crashing the Lib Dems is that she also probably her attitude and tactics and strategy probably cost Labour the election now yeah. I don't be- I, I get it I don't begrudge it. They're a separate party. Of course, they don't give a yeah. shit about how Labour do. But the manner by which they embraced ex-Tories, yeah. like Sam Guimar and Sam all Sam Guimar in particular yeah. was real. They unreal. pretended they cared. Yeah, slung yeah. about shit while keeping that really irritating, like, moral high-ground mm-hmm. stance. Like, Joe Swinson, as much as maybe, maybe probably more than Jess Phillips, is an indictment of all post-Blairite politicians. Yeah, 100%. Her attitude and her, like... Uh, approach to politics is fucked.
2: Yeah, completely like, fucked. Utterly irrelevant and like not in anyone's mind, Joe Swenson was. Um, like the whole like adopting girly swat and wearing the girly swat t shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't that like, wasn't Boris Johnson saying that about like men in the Tory party? I mean, sorry, men in the Labour Party? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought he was like Colin Corbett a, a, a girly swat. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, that's me. Yeah. And then she and her supporters uh, uh, adopted that as like, well, we're not important enough to be insulted, so we're just going to have to attribute (laughs) this to ourselves. Yeah. Oh. It was the head, the head
0: girl thing. I mean, like again, oh, yeah. trying to avoid like doing misogyny and everything, but it's like, what does everybody love? A school prefect, yeah, a figure of author- of arbitrary authority. You know, what I mean, not that she had that, but she yeah. gave off that aura.
2: I don't know about head girl. She's definitely the hallway monitor who's stopping yeah. you from going to the toilet, one hundred percent. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay, that's all of them. Uh,
1: okay, for me, it's a choice between Embury, yeah, and Joe Swinson, no, and Tom Watson.
0: Playing oh smash. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will your No principled is... leftist
1: play smash. Will no, we... I think
2: I think it's Embry.
0: I Embry think it's em- is I like...
2: genuinely dangerous and he would yes. report us to the cops in a heartbeat. Yeah. I guess like it's just it's it's difficult with me with Embry because he's so not a leftist in, in any in any shape of the category he, however he is you know ostensibly pretending to be yeah he, and, oh, that, of and course, that, yeah. that is that is yeah. dangerous and yeah.
1: in the spirit of the Orwell prize he would report to the police
0: yes yeah would. i mean yeah I, I yeah i don't have an argument against that i think paul Embry, he's is he's, he's certainly indicative of a really fucking dangerous trend within yeah. even socialism and and like labour party politics mm. right now which like could get very dangerous in the future yeah mm. Award the off you fuck award for things that need to go away in 2020. We've been going for
1: like seven or eight hours. This has been we've a drunk, straight
0: recording session.
1: We've drunk a keg, and we're going for the cans in my garden fridge now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's Everyone get has a garden fridge. <sighs> okay, come on. <sighs> Anger is the okay. The word, here. Okay. Uh, first off, floating and homeless voters. What's the name of the award? Uh, the off you fuck
1: award. Are for things that just should fuck off and never come back. These things
0: should be eliminated. These things should not, these are concepts and organisations and things that should not be a thing in 2020. Some of them will probably not be. Most of them, unfortunately, look like they're sticking around. So,
1: number one, electoralism.
0: (laughs) I'm taking to the mountains. I'm not ready to talk about my relationship (laughs) with electoralism, the Labour Party, none of that at this time. Thank you for your concern. (laughs) Okay. Uh, floating and homeless voters, I have been New <laughs> Labour whilst rocking my firstborn to the rhythm of education, education, education. I have supported the One Nation conservatism that brought us the Olympics, equal marriage, and Whoa. a vision of bowden clad Britain. I have clad Britain. I have uncovered. I have discovered that I am Fox unusual. Fox hunters and nonsense. I have discovered that I am unusual, but hardly unique in my political promiscuity. I am a floating voter no, that is I'm now drowning. Homeless. That was from Rebecca Strom Trenner on Change Politics, the new site that was set up explicitly for Change UK. Um, you're not f- floating. You're not homeless. You're indecisive and have no concept of Just political a compromise. Posh twat. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You want what you want, and you want it delivered to you with no empathy for anybody else who's going to be uh, affected by your decisions. Oh,
2: we we also we all saw Ken Bone in uh, 2016.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh the uh the portly gentleman in the red sweater who was uh, oh, undecided yes, whether he should vote for the Democrats or Trump.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's a bollocks thing. It's that you refuse you want to be seen as political because mostly you're a fucking political columnist mm-hmm. but you refuse to engage with the dynamics and real world politics that you constantly accuse everybody on the left of not engaging accu-
1: with the people that accuse us of purity politics when In general, us on the left voted for the Labour Party under Ed Miliband, voted for the Labour Party under um, Gordon Gordon Brown. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No no quid pro quo. It's a way of isolating yourself off from having to answer serious questions about the way you relate to the world. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Okay, I can fuck off. Second, spiked uh, the continuing spread of the spike network through British media institutions. Oh, That's yeah. Andrew Doyle and the whole Titania McGrath thing. An They're amazing satire people. of no one in particular. They're different um, people. How dare you? Paul M. I mean, unheard comes under this as well, but the whole spate of people who've realised they can grift a career out of um, contrarian nonsense, basically, basically, and still be invited on all the programmes, all the, all the all the relevant kind of things yeah. that will boost your profile I mean we talked about it before but I've never seen it so clearly as I have since the election that they are preparing for an oppositional politics without socialism, yeah. without a left and one that will just be a capitalist booster for the rest of time and yeah. uh, it's can fuck off
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, weird philo-semitism and drive-by anti-semitism okay Okay, dividing Jewish people into those who agree with you and who are defined by the politics that you espouse as yeah. good ones yeah. is disgusting and warped. The other draw, all capos. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And I've lost count of the amount of printed material over the last couple of years that has gone, well, of course, Corbyn is an anti-Semite, mm-hmm. never probing into the, the dynamics of anti-Semitism, what has actually happened, mm-hmm. but just using it as a weapon. It's drive-by anti-Semitism and to met, to use it in passing as a way of discrediting an entire like personal political tendency while linking the good Jewish people, the ones that you've selected, to your political tendency mm-hmm. is fucking gross mm-hmm. and it needs to fuck off. Um, loyalty, betrayal and treason language. Uh, who could have guessed that Remain appealing mm-hmm. to the law, the constitution and saying that Boris Johnson was a traitor... Might come back to bite them. Hey. Who would have ever known yeah. that constantly yeah. talked Carol Cadwallader, talk- constantly talking about like the treason of Nigel Farage, yeah. would eventually come back with like calls to like it would not only like isolate brexit voters but also like come back to bite them because we're going to get a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. I'm
2: surprised that she didn't come up before now. She had a lot of her hottest takes this year, I think. I, she really seemed like she lost her mind in particular in 2019. I
0: did have a there was a hot take that I took out or didn't mention in one of the things where she said um uh don't blame me journalism has done its job. It was our job to put the facts before people and after that it's up to politicians. And it's like <clears throat> you useless fuck you've been going on for fucking six years, seven yeah. years about Russia and Brexit and mm. you know, whatever well not seven years, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You've been going on for years about Russia and Brexit, all of this stuff, and then you say you're powerless to do anything about it. Maybe think up think one up. Think up a way you can use this information.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, I hate it. Uh next politics is no longer about left or right. It's about open and closed, liberal authoritarian. No it's not. No. No, it's still as much about left and right as it was in the 19th century.
1: Are Mm. you telling me that that, um, that Magic (laughs) Noir is wrong (laughs) with his thing about the alt-right, the (laughs) control-left?
0: I don't even know what open and closed means anymore. You've Mm. got a government that's probably going to completely shut out all of its business from public view. Yeah. You've got a government that will definitely crack down on migrants while allowing bosses to you know do whatever they want to their workers.
1: yeah
0: it's not about open and closed and author it, it, it like it was it's not just about that no you know it's is still about distribution it is still about what section of society you advocate for, and it always has been mm-hmm. uh next FUBP's. you're done, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, form your rejoin committees. Form make a rejoin the EU campaign. Yep. Have it. Get Mike Gates to be in charge. Have it. Have a go a couple of years down the line. But you are done. You're done for now. Yep. There is you're leaving the EU. You're you're failed completely. Stop harping on about it. Fuck off. Uh, appointments over elections. So, rather than having democratically elected positions, this like weird tendency that's creeped in to try and appoint people. Yeah, we saw it with the unity government. We kind of saw it with the Stella Creasy maternity leave thing.
1: Yeah, that was starting because she like she's
0: starting to have a person to go to Westminster because the uh, what's it called the system whereby uh, one person on the other side doesn't vote. Oh
1: yeah,
0: because uh, that's broken down because the Tories broke it. Um, subtly trying to appoint people because they can't possibly get well,
1: elected. The way that the Lib Dems got more members than they've ever seen.
0: Yeah, yeah. And refusing to... Change UK for, refusing to hold by-elections. Yeah. And recently, Tories appointing um, people who lost election campaigns to the Lords. And yeah. again, I know it's like standard business as usual, but it is part of this trend whereby we're supposed to think that the right person in the right role, no matter how they got there, is the goal. Yeah. It's... um, You know? Like, you'll see people complain about oh, why is
1: politics so angry now? Why are people so aggressive? <laughs> yeah. Why are people so, so like, just, they're just really aggro all the time? Don't they realise that they, have, they get to have their say during elections, and then people vote to have Zach Goldsmith not win his seat, and they're like, oh, so fine, we'll make him a lord.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't why are you angry people. about that? Yeah. Because they're shut out at every possible yeah. level. Even down to the, like, failure of, kind of, democracy reforms in the, in the Labour Party. Everybody's yeah. so angry because they've got all of this information, they've got all of this pent up. Mm-hmm. Stuff in them if they want to like be engaged in politics they've got nowhere to to put it they've got nowhere to put it where to apply it to 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 do something yeah you know it's uh yeah, that's what happens um next we have please for debate um I want words like nuance and manichean stricken from people using it. Whenever anyone says, oh, you don't allow any nuance in your views, it means that they don't want to hear your views. Whenever anyone says, oh, you're so... It's all black and white to you, isn't it? It's all Manichaean. They are immediately trying to cover up something evil. Mm -hmm. We know this. Um, You constantly, like, talk about how there's no... You need a diverse load of views. There's no room for doubt or debate was something I saw a lot of when people were talking about Corbynism. And... You don't mean that. You mean that you would not like to hear them because as soon as Corbyn lost that election, everybody who had been calling for a broad church, more debate, a more nuance in politics were adamant that Corbynites had to be eradicated Mm -hmm. and exterminated from national discourse Yeah. despite everything they've done for them, for Remain especially, for them. Yeah. You know? And it's like,
1: it's everyone on it. Like, on like everywhere from, everywhere to the right of, Corbyn. Yeah. Um, Like I woke up this morning to Andrew Castle screaming that on LBC.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, you don't mean that. You don't actually want an open debate. What you want is for your viewpoint to be back and assumed rather than you having to justify it all the time. Uh, Left wingers have to justify themselves constantly in their own heads and in public and it can fuck off. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have talking about class like it's a genetic characteristic. Uh, the amount of people... Uh, there was one particular one. There was a, a guy who was, like, named as... Uh, it was James Skelton, 88, and his wife Anne, 82, talked to us. He was a former miner. He's a very, very former miner. Yeah. Considering even if it the mines were open 20 years ago, he wouldn't have been in them. Yeah. Because he would have been 68 years old. <laughs> he was a miner in the 50s. Yeah. And I don't know when he retired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... He doesn't get to. Keep, uh, he can be a former miner, sure, but like also he. They actually say in a in his driveway, just around the corner, they said they would opt opt for the Brexit party this time. You know, looking for those um, short routes to justify to yourself why your politics has abandoned the working class. Yeah, by appealing to the gallery and appealing to the only people you can find, who accurately. Uh, like have your cultural depiction of what a working class person is mm-hmm. and you know might consider himself working class this 8 year old man but also he's owns his own home and <laughs> yeah. he's got a nice a, big house with a driveway he's got a driveway and he's still driving at 88 yeah i think there was a picture of his car and everything it's like no no, no stop it uh, the question is xxk a year rich so a couple of years ago, it was 80k. Uh, it's been 65k. It's been 80k. Talking in terms of whether you feel rich, yeah.
2: you know, like you, you know, we we said before. I think during last year's awards that, like, if you ask a question in a headline, the answer is almost always no. Yeah, there's a, but a, I think there's if you, name for I, I think if if you rich. ask a question about is XXK rich, the answer will always be yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it goes there with the same those articles about um, how I was able to buy my first home at twenty five. Yeah, and <laughs> with being. a big
2: inheritance or living at home with my rich parents. Yeah,
0: <laughs> or my parents owned the home and yeah. I bought it off them <laughs> <laughs> for a pound.
2: Yeah, no, it was like who
0: is rich, and it's like this is what's rich. It's mm-hmm. the top, I don't know five percent. Let's say let's the take labour's thinking yeah. the election. It's the top five percent. If you're in the top five percent, you're rich. Yeah, if you're if that's over eighty k, you're rich. Mm-hmm. And it ends up with this endless confusion quite similar to the class thing of, do you remember that guy who was on Question Time yeah. and had a go and said, I'm not in the top 5% of earners and I own over 80k. He's yeah. like, like, I'm not I even in the top are. 50%, he yeah. said. It's like, no, you are. <laughs> you are, yeah. you're an absolute con. Absolutely cunt. are. And it's the yeah. same, that kind of person who calls themselves working class yeah. while still owning a business. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Finally, patriotism in <laughs> quote marks. <laughs> all of it. So ill defined. No I'm willing th- to go with that. All no, it, just all of it in general. No thought uh. No thought put into what how it breaks down, what it means, especially that's which is especially important for quote unquote liberals. Mm-hmm. Potentially symbolic and sold as simple civic virtue and togetherness that nonetheless ninety times out ninety-nine times out of a hundred is can we keep bombing foreign climes? Yeah. You you don't just get to pull patriotism out of your ass, and then expect everyone to believe it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you can't do it without. You can't just define civic patriotism while you know boosting the the army because we know what that means. Yeah. It. You can't. You just can't use it. It needs to fuck off. I'm mainly talking about not patriotism itself as such, but just the political usage of it. It's. Yeah. And you know this doesn't apply to Tories because they can mm-hmm. do what the fuck they want, I guess. But just stop thinking it's your panacea. Stop. Just. Putting it out there and thinking that everyone knows what you mean. Yeah. They don't. So, which okay. of them do you reckon?
1: I think all of them. They can all fuck off. They can all fuck off and get the bed. All of them. I
0: actually think the spiked thing is the most dangerous. Um, well, that's
1: the one that's not going to go away and I'd like it to go away the most. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: not definitely not going to go away. Um, mm. but I, I, The appointments over elections thing is...
1: That's never going on.
0: ...a similar kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Um, I think spiked is... the the spiked attitude, it's not just spiked in particular, but it's the rash of, I mean, you could even say like Guido, Red Red Raw, just bad faith news outlets that dominate everything.
2: Pretending to be impartial and getting the most airtime with uh, being overtly toxic. Yeah. It's also
0: the thing I think, yeah, the least will change about it because Mm. there's absolutely no, you have no pressure that you can bring to those kind of things to change them, Mm. other than boycotting them and calling them dickheads or whatever. But I think that but bete- like you're looking at if I was being paranoid, a managed attempt to actually destroy civic society. Yeah. And actually destroy debate, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Uh like discourse mm-hmm. again, whatever that means. Um and I think considering that's the only way people relate to politics and we live in an information saturated society, it's fucking incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Personally. I don't know, do you think? Yeah, no, 100%. All of them, but that one's the worst.
2: Yeah, all right. I love my country, indeed I do But all oh, that
1: war has made me blue I like fighting, that's my name But fighting am the least about the fighting game